Hey, it's Emma, editor of the podcast. I have a announcement to make. Thank you all so much for listening so far. Uh, but due to a unexpected emergency, we actually have to take a several month hiatus from making this podcast. Everything is fine. There's no need to worry. But I really appreciate your understanding and your patience in this situation. We just need a break very badly. Um, I'm not really sure when we're going to be able to get back to this. Hopefully just a couple of months, but it could be more than a couple months. But when we are able to come back, we'll announce on Twitter and uh, we'll start making episodes again. So more episodes will start going up. Um, but I I wish I had a, a better perspective date I could give you right now, but unfortunately I don't. So I really hope you can understand and just be patient with us. Uh, and we'll be back sooner than you know it. Um, this episode here is all that I've got in my backlog. So after this today, it's going to be a, a little bit until we see you again. Uh, but thanks for hanging in there. And I hope you enjoy this. And I'll see you sometime in the future. Bye bye. Take a seat in your comfiest chair, pour yourself a shot of espresso, and once you are ready, let's go on a voyage. Alligator Girl were all peaceful that evening under the summer stars. Until they quite suddenly weren't, of course. The plan they planned with Gramps early that morning, so long ago now, it felt like it could have been a week, seemed bulletproof. It seemed bulletproof to rhythm anyway. That's why she liked writing it down on the sticker-covered clipboard she had owned ever since she was 10 years old, when she learned to love bulleted lists. On top of this clipboard now is Gramps' plan bind the night gas to Flaxen and have him bluff their way into the failsafe bank? Check. She saw that firsthand. Terrifying, but successful. Get supplies enough to craft potions that would disguise Virgil and the rest as bone elementals? Check. Craft those potions without any issues? Check. Say a tearful goodbye as Rhythm stayed back to pilot the ship and keep an eye on the alligator girl they picked up on the way? Check. Rhythm didn't mind this one too much. Not being in the line of fire is high on several of her other bulleted lists. Hop overboard and walk under the ocean to hop aboard Unglian's ship. Don't get found out as being in disguise. Trick their way into her initial ground party. Make it unharmed to the Western Watchtower. Stealth their way past Mondo Stones' defenses and the rest of the artsy boys. Best them in combat if needed. Freeing last week the elemental before he is unsummoned and turned into a giant wall of watery force that will lock rhythm and the ship out of passing east and they will be consumed by the wall of unending fog? Well, there wasn't a check on that one yet, but she hoped there would be soon. 
rhythmed like plants in the real world. Plants were a nice, solid, sturdy thing that you could hold on to, like Rhythm's 20-year plan she made as a child. In anime and fiction books, plans were only a thing you said out loud if they were going to go wrong. See, in fiction, if you say a plan out loud, then it can't happen smoothly. Otherwise, what's the point in the rest of the fiction? You already know what's going to happen. That's why rhythm like plans. If you are good at making them, it's like you can see the future. Of course, to an outsider, Rhythm's 20-year plan was not looking very great. Get cool sleeve tattoos like the old pirate lady she met as a kid? Check indeed. She got those the day she turned 18 and her dad couldn't stop her anymore. The cross-triangular Sea Watch Patrol also didn't accept new recruits with visible tattoos, so that was a perk. She wanted her dad to get off her case about joining. Become dock master at a hub of a city, meeting new people and listening to new music every night, hearing crazy, unbelievable stories that, in the smoky twilight hours, seem like they just might be true? Check. She had taken over her dad's post when he, well, she had taken over Mo Daughter Harbor, where wild stories and wild people were a daily occurrence. It also happened to be a calm place without much disturbance, which she was personally a fan of. Stay out of the line of fire? Check. Find someone she could trust, believe in, cheer for, and support, and most of all, love, from now until the end of time? No check on that, yet. But she was working on it. And real-world plans always work out, right? She'd had that plan since she was 10. A 20-year plan. She is 28 and a half. So, sometime in the next year and a half, she would find someone special. She was going to. She had to. Have a kid with that someone special? That one was blank, too. But she didn't like thinking about that plan, which is why she busied herself with other tasks, other lists, while she was on board the ship with the alligator girl. Make sure that the ship stays away from the fog, close enough to dart through the western watchtower when the sign of all clear is given, but not close enough to be spotted. Check. She was very pleased with the little cove they were nestled between. Good one-way visibility. Keep a weather eye on the alligator girl, and explain to her what the giant wall of fog was, chasing her, and that the rest of her race might all be gone? Check. Honestly, she had taken it well, considering. There were some tears, but she was well composed. And there was some part of her that was, on the whole, more intrigued by this development than anything else. Make friends with the alligator girl and keep her busy with fun tasks all day to make her feel included and happy? Check. They had an excellent day helping the ship with some of his requests. Repainted his name after it was scraped up by the crabs. Removed a bunch of old beer bottles from the cabin and tossed them into the engine. And then, what had taken them all afternoon and evening, repainting the outside of the ship. She had no idea someone could love painting so much. This alligator girl loved painting. Her eyes lit up and sparkled for every moment of it. Once they were done painting up the outside of the ship, Rhythm pulled out some old sheets of paper she kept to protect her record collection, and they painted those together into the wee hours of the morning. While they did, she forgot about all her lists and fell asleep under the stars, happy. When she woke up, something was horribly wrong. Viciously, dangerously wrong. First, the air was chill, and it was snowing. It was early summer, and they were in the jungle. This was wrong. Check. Second, the ship was moving, on a fast course toward the western watchtower. They were supposed to be waiting quietly for a signal. This, too, was wrong. Check. And lastly, and Rhythm did notice this last, there was a thin metal blade pushed against her throat. When she looked up to see who was holding it, apologetically, the alligator girl smiled. This was wrong as well. Check. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your Dungeon Master. Oh, come on.
Of course, everything on the ship goes to pieces as soon as we leave. <laughs> of course it does. <sighs> it's not like you're doing much better, though. Uh, so yeah, last week shoots all of you with a giant jet of water that all nearly misses you. Avalyn, it's your initiative. Oh, right. Um, in dealing with my lack of strength right now, because I still have minus four from my usual strength, I am going to cast Firebolt at Mondo with a 12. Ah, you shoot your firebolt towards Mondo's stones and uh, it is harmlessly dissipated in a poof of water. Uh, it is freezing up here now uh, and it seems like even if your fireball had hit, it would have done severely less damage because of how cold and how wet it is outside with this flurry of snow that's almost harming your visibility. Oh, good. That's such good news for me trying to not be in melee for this fight. Uh, I am Avalon Veristinia, Elven Barbarian, and I'm voiced by Connor. Excellent. Ishmael. Well, I just made a blizzard, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I just start laughing, and that's all I do. I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm an elf sorcerer. The way this spell works, it's not a constant thing. It's a one, it's a one cast thing. So, like, I don't think I can continue to deal damage. So, I'm in astonishment of what I've done. Um, I'm played by Emma. Flaxen is I'm I'm like frantically trying to find a safe place for uh, Alexa. What are the words you're saying? Remember how I lost my notes? Yes. What? Who are you referring to? The nightcast. A Thorzen. A Thorzen. Alexa. Alexa. You are not yeah. allowed to rename her Alexa. Play I Happy Birthday. I would love a Thorzen to be named Alexa. That'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm frantically looking for a place to keep a Thorzen safe. Make me a perception check. Um. That is a 14. 14, the layout of where you are right now. You are on, you're not on the top of the Western Watchtower, but as I mentioned last time, you are on like a cutaway. All of the the walls around you uh, are open to uh, the east and west and north and south. Uh, but there are pillars at all four corners of this rectangular tower uh, that support another layer of watchtower above you. It makes it have a pretty uh, weighty feel, as you can see the weight of the watchtower above you, all made out of this old stone. Um, however, where you are is pretty clean cut. The only two entrances to this uh, plaza, I guess, are back down into the uh, building below. One of them is currently occupied by Unglian uh, and Tybalt Polliver. And the other one is where you came from. The there's not debris up here. There's not wreckage. There is not much of anything uh, except maybe at the edges. There is a raised platform at the very sides, all four sides of this, uh, which wouldn't give you a ton of protection. But at the very least, it would mean that uh, you'd have something you could duck down on top of. Um, I'm gonna like. I'm going to take a Thorzen back the way we came and just put him like in behind the doorway. Okay. Yeah. Stay here, buddy. This is about to get crazy. Okay. 
looks pretty messed up, man. <laughs> I'm Nick. I play Flax and Roan, the half-orc rogue. Rowan, take it away. Um, I'm staring aghast at last week. Hey. Kind of, God. It's a water <laughs> elemental, not a ghast. Shut up. I am staring <laughs> aghast at last week, and no words can really make it out of me. I'm at a loss at, uh, at what to do. My name is Roan Ridley, and I'm a human bard, played by Shane. Last week's uh, two massive talents, well, four massive talents, uh, as it has grown uh, two additional sets of wings, uh, looking like a giant dragonfly. Uh, its four talons are all punched into the ground around you, uh, and it looks like it is maddened in rage and fury. Uh, just as happens to a Thorzen, uh, this rage potion seems to have pushed last week uh, into its deepest form. Uh, and as last week looks at you, uh, he smiles, uh, and it is like... Uh, a vicious tearing smile that pulls at the edges of his beak uh, and reaches into the rest of his watery undulating form. Uh, and he says, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I will crush you and your little friends to dust. And as he does, he tries to bite you in half with his beak. Make me a dexterity save. Frick. 12. 12. Uh, last week bites down on you with its massive icy beak uh, and freezes you stock still in place. You take six points of damage and are stunned for the turn as last week raises its beak and lets out a cavalcade of icicles. Cool. Thanks. Ah! <laughs> God damn. Guys, I think I forgot something on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave the stove running? <laughs> yep, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, you guys gotta quit dinking around and let's jump into action. I, oblivious to the damage I took during all of our trap finding, I charge headlong into the fray at, um... Tybalt. At Tybalt. All Wait, right. isn't he on our side? I yes. don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh <fuck>. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's You guys are thing. all I... still currently disguised as bone elementals. No, just I don't as a attack quick Tybalt. Heads up. Sorry, I, I, there's too many names on here. <laughs> uh, we're only fighting two people? Oh, last week, too. We're kind of fighting yeah. last week. I'm going to go after Mondo, Mondo Stones. Stones. I'm tired okay. of his table head uh i want to just run at him and attack him with my fighting axe make me that good old-fashioned virgil attack roll how does a seven do oh <laughs> not good bad i would say it does bad it doesn't good it does quite bad as you well, run forward and swing your axe to bring down on mondo stones you crunch it against the side of his stony body, and your axe literally splits in half. Fuck. Ooh. I liked that axe. 
Mondo Stones looks down at you and uh, uh, he lets out a low kind of grumble uh, and says, seems like you lost your chain, Virgil. And he pokes your neck bone and says, the weight of leadership does not seem to be well handled by you. Your crew seems like hot garbage. I just made a blizzard, so... Actually, I just make a blizzard in my pants. Hot garbage is my previous band. <laughs> is this a spell that we didn't know about? Oh, boy. That's one way to put it. Please don't demonstrate. <laughs> Guys, we just had a full free round of combat. And we dealt, we dealt hmm. zero damage. Yeah, well, maybe some of us aren't min-maxers, Connor. <laughs> Avalyn is hardly min-maxed. I had to hide a Thorzin. I couldn't possibly let him see me try to bind somebody else's elemental. <laughs> <laughs> That'd just be awkward. <laughs> I thought it was for like a more normal reason, like... Oh, I want to protect my, you know, my <laughs> ghast, or I don't want the light touching it for whatever reason. <laughs> no, just this might get awkward. After I make a blizzard in my pants, I shrug oh at the camera. I'm Virgil Badwater, <laughs> and I'm played by Jake. What? <laughs> uh, Beautiful. Is this a cartoon? <laughs> yep. Yeah, obviously. It's Adult Swim. <laughs> Oh, we'd be so lucky. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that would be cool. last, uh, we're an online original at best. So, okay. Last week, uh, it's, so we're going to go into initiative, um, cause, you know, combat. Uh, last week goes first. Uh, and as I was mentioning previously, last week lets loose, um, this jet of icicles from its mouth. And Ishmael, make me an arcana check. Okie dokie. 21. You know the blizzard is no longer in your control, and it is clear that no longer you have any impact over it. In fact, it seems almost as if the air around you grows hostile towards you uh, as this uh, icicle storm uh, rains down across all of you. Make me deck saves. Wee woo. Natural one. Oh my god, I'm rolling so bad. Six. Virgil gets a 16. 18 for Avalon. Those of you that got below a 15, uh, you get disadvantage on your next attack uh, as the chill runs through your skin. And you also Great. take full damage. The rest of you take half. Son of a bitch. Uh, and that is 10 points of damage. Oh. This is, yeah. Good game, guys. <laughs> we need to level dying up here. <laughs> we, we need to kill more boars. We, and- need, to, we need to do some grinding. Do some quests. Do some wild quests. Some some fetch quests. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You already did one, didn't you? When you cleared out that tavern full of higher elementals. Back in like episode six. Mm -hmm. So if I succeed, I take half of ten? Yes, you take five damage. Uh, I'm a negative one. I'm using second wind. Very nice. So how many does that give you? Does that roll like a d10 or something? Yeah, it's like 1d10 plus fighter level. Ten plus fighter hey. level. Thirteen. Nice. Beautiful. Damn. Back to you. <laughs> With the weather. 
<laughs> it seems like that's last week's turn. Um, and uh, uh, last week, uh, bellows and rage again. It's Avalon's pulse. Okay, so um, still trying to not enter melee. Um, just gonna. I mean, I I have. Oh wait, I have I have a longbow. I used it last time. I think mm-hmm. it, it didn't go well, but I have it. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna use my longbow against uh, last week because um, attacking Mondo didn't work last time. So I'm gonna yeah. shoot last week with an arrow. Uh, with a 24. 24! B-E-A, beautiful. That absolutely hits last week. All right. That is uh, 10 damage. Uh, very nice. As you uh, shoot last week, you can see your arrow cuts through the water, uh, and uh, absolutely you get last week's attention uh, as its giant furious beak turns towards you and all four of its razor sharp icicle talons uh focus on you oh dear so that's also does it look like last week gets injured or is it like shooting an arrow through water no it looks like last week gets injured It, it looks like you're shooting an arrow through water but it's tearing some of whatever magical juice is keeping it all stitched together away oh okay and as you're looking at this, you can see in the same way that as uh, Flaxen was fighting a Thorzen when it was a great beast, it seems like uh, reducing this thing's HP to zero, as it were, mechanically, uh, would pull it out of this frenzied state. Can oh good, I I am I'm having a little trouble remembering this last week is not currently controlled by anybody we're fighting or is it controlled by mondo correct last week is bound to rowan in fact uh Mm. not by rowan um but bound to rowan by a different elemental from the navy where rowan worked right so it's just out of control right now great because it was fed a frenzy potion just like avalon had just very angry okay i think it's ishmael's turn boy is it um Okay. I'm at one health. I'm gonna take some steps back. Um, I'm not, I, I, I'm not completely aware of my surroundings right now. Got a little bit of tunnel vision. So I like take some bewildered steps back. Uh, and then I'm gonna try to take some control of this snowstorm back by casting snowball swarm again. That's how I'm imagining it works. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so the spell will definitely go off, but you'll need to make me a weather magic check. Hell yeah. Is that just arcana? I'm guessing a spell attack roll. Okay. 12. Great. Uh, do your snowball swarm first. Um, it needs to make a dex save. Uh, is this against last week? Yes. Great. Last week fails. Okay. Only four total, four cold damage. All right. With that, uh, you attempt to wrest back control of this snowstorm. Uh, But it is beyond you. Uh, You are able to send a few snow 
flakes hurtling out of the swarm towards last week and they like sizzle against last week's uh water but the snowstorm is beyond you and honestly maybe i don't know it there's there's some certain similarity to uh old spells back in the old days when you tried to cast them and couldn't back at school um there's lots of stories about weather mages who summon storms out of their out of their control and back at school there were nice little safe harbors and rooms and pools and teachers to keep things from going bad there are none of those here i just start deliriously laughing again that's it it's unglian and tibalt's turn unglian uh smiles to you ishmael and says you've got this bonagus <laughs> And uh, with that, she uh, holds a hand in front of her, uh, and you can see all of this, like, black energy, like the the fire, the purple fire that surrounds uh, the nightgast. You can see it just bleeding out of Mondo stones, uh, and she grabs it, holding it aloft in one of her hands, and then she crushes her hands together, and little jets of this necrotic energy shoot towards all five of you. That's so cool. Avalyn, uh, you no longer have minus four strength because of your poison from the stairs. Heyo. Hey Everyone gains initiative on all actions for the next round, and everybody is healed. Yes, everyone gets advantage on uh, all actions for the next round, and everyone is healed for 11 points of health. Thank Ooh. you. Oh Thank my goodness. gosh. She is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> And Ungliand turns towards Mondo Stones and says, Mondo, Mondo, you have no idea who you are fighting against. You have made a powerful enemy, and that enemy has some powerful friends. Have you heard of Bonagus, the weather mage? <laughs> oh, God. I love everything. <laughs> Uh, and uh, even Tybalt Polliver stands a little proud, always smiling, uh, and raises a spear and throws it at Mondo Stones, who is just looking bewildered between the two of you. Hell yeah. The spear actually catches Mondo Stones off guard uh, and glances across the side of his face, dealing a solid six points of damage and breaking off a hunk of rock uh, that leaves him looking like he has a broken nose. Oh no, the table's centerpiece. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go full tilt at the at last week. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to sneak attack, because assuming last week was not flanked by anybody uh, not friendly, I believe I can do that. Uh, yeah, that's true. With, ooh, with a very high number, above 20. 25. That'll hit, for sure. All right. For 11 damage? 11. Uh, as last week uh, has been focused on Avalon for the past hot minute, uh, you're able to take the opportunity to sneak up underneath one of its wings uh, and shank it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it lets out uh, a screech. Uh, jets of like boiling water fly out of the oh. wound that you just made. Make me mm -hmm. a constitution save. All right. That's a six. Nice. You take Wait, a full actually, four points of damage. Okay. It's a nine, but I'm assuming that doesn't change anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> it does not. Okay. Next would be Rowan. 
um, I assume because of the Anglian spell, Rowan is no longer stunned, or is he? Yes, Rowan is no longer stunned. You're correct. Awesome. Um, God. I yell at uh, last week, and I call out to him. I'm, it's very obvious Rowan is incredibly reluctant to fight last week. Uh, tells him in haiku form, this isn't <gasps> you last week. We must make it out of here. That was my promise. It's not a spell, but he tries to um, hopes the words will get through to last week regardless. Nice. Uh, my heart. And uh, grits his teeth and turns to uh, Virgil and casts Cure Wounds. So you get 11 hit points. I'm back up to full. Beautiful. Ooh, Make me a persuasion good. check as you're talking to last week. And have disadvantage, sorry. Non-natural 20. <laughs> With disadvantage? <laughs> oh, whoops, sorry. You roll twice and take the lower one? Oh. I still I still did really well. I got a 18. 18. Wow. That's incredibly good for a disadvantage. Yeah. Last week pauses. Uh, and uh, as it spins its head towards you, uh, you can see that its head it lowers, and there are, in fact, two heads stacked upon each other. Uh, and while the lower one is laughing, uh, the upper one is crying. And then the upper one is pulled back as the lower one says, You're playing with the big fish now. And dangerous deeds and dangerous feats will be levered against you. Next Sound. is Virgil. Leaving my useless axe behind, I will attempt to scale up the stony body of Mondo Stones. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. You have advantage because he's very distracted at the moment. All right. I'm doing this free solo. Oh, good thing I have advantage. 18. Hey, they got the same roll with advantage that Shin got with this advantage. Uh, you are able to climb up the back of Mondo Stones. He's like 20 feet tall, very big. Um, where are you trying to get on him? I want to get to his head, but I'll defer to you if that's doable. Yeah, I'd say you can. Uh, he's distracted with the necrotic goo being sucked out of him and the spear that just glanced off his nose you're able to climb hand over fist up the back of him with some good uh climbing technique and you make it up there with uh, an extra action to spare cool i use shocking grasp on his ears <laughs> excellent for only that attack roll so i think he's got to make i don't know con save uh he uh gets a 12 Okay, I make a melee attack spell. I rolled an 18. That will hit. Cool. Eight. Eight damage. Boy, howdy. Yeah, right on Mondo Stones' head. And it seems like with the uh, advantageous position that you're at, uh, in fact, he had weakness to it, and it ended up doing 16 damage. Uh, with Ooh. your hands on his ears, uh, he lets out a bellowing roar. 
Uh, and he shakes back and forth to try and get you off of him, uh, fully occupied with you. And uh, you can tell more than a little angry with how this is going. He yells, Sonny, do something about it. And it's his turn. Sonny, the fire lion, uh, leaps up and tries to bite you off the back of him. You can see that he is about to connect. Do you hold on? I hold on. Excellent. Sonny tries to bite you around the middle of yourself. uh, And as he has very good position on you, he does have advantage. He has a 14. Will that hit? That would hit, but as a reaction, I cast shield. Ooh. So it misses. What is that? How, how does that look? It looks like he bites me and then his teeth just bounce right off of my musculature sh- <laughs> of the sh- my, my, my <laughs> brawny shoulder. And I, and I go... That's a bad, that's a bad little lion. <laughs> what? I'm just imagining like you, you Johnny Bravo like pose and he bounces yeah. off you. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And he falls to the floor. Amazing. Uh, and Sonny whimpers uh, and backs a few steps away, uh, unhappy. And you can see a little nervous at clearly uh, the tables of this battle are <laughs> turning. I wish I had said that. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Uh, At this, the table itself does turn, uh, and his head spins around 360 degrees and looks at you square in the eye and says, Well, perhaps you may have thrown the chain away, dear Virgil, but I can see that its weight still lies upon you. Perhaps you ought to handle the bird yourself, he says, and immediately he drops through the floor, which turns as if to quicksand under his feet, uh, and uh, him, entirely made of stone, just like sinks through the stone like it was water, and you are left just on the ground, sunny a few paces behind you. Until we abandon him. That's extremely disorienting. (laughs) Did Mondo just peace out of this fight? He sure did. He sure he did. He sure did. Rude. Next is last week. Last week, still in fury and rage. Uh, still angry at Avalon. Oh, boy. Attacks you with all four of its talents. Uh-oh. With a 13, a 10, a 7, and an 11. They all miss. Holy boy, Whoa. howdy. That I am imagining like... Like Neo Matrix dodging going on right now. Oh, for sure. And the talons like sink into the stone, and you can see the holes that they leave behind as they puncture through like the soft stone on top of this tower. <sighs> its two heads continue attacking, though, and Flaxen, you the closest towards it, uh, its heads turn towards you, and each of them tries to bite you the crying one and the laughing one. The crying one gets a 14, and the laughing one gets a 9. Those both miss. Holy boy, howdy. Uh, It uh, bites at your left and bites at your right, and you dodge uh, both attacks. Next is Avalon. Okay. um, Scrambling over to my right, away from all of these uh, talons, I'm going to do like a little 
spin near the ground as I'm scrambling and then uh, try and shoot it again with the longbow. And I still, uh, yeah, we have advantage, right? Um, that's a 22. That'll absolutely hit. 10 damage again. Nice. Clearly infuriated. Uh, it uh, sheaths its talons as you take out another chunk of it. Uh, and it looks pretty damaged at this point. Um, not not like it's on its last legs, but it, it, you're clearly making an impact on last week. Ishmael's turn. Great. Ishmael's turn. Um, all right. D- deep in focus and uh, my eyes locked on last week. I'm going to use my three sorcery points to give myself another second level spell slot. And mm. one final time, I'm going to try to take some of this snowstorm back and cast it at last week like I'm like throwing a baseball. Um, so I cast Snowbox, snow, snowbox Swarm one more time. Beautiful. You want me to make some kind of check? Make the uh, weather magic check first. Mm, nine. Remember, you have initiative this round because Anglian gave it to you on all actions. Uh, but that cancels out my disadvantage that someone else gave me earlier. So it's still just normal, right? Uh, yes, because you got hit by the icicles. Yes. Then correct. So it's nine. And it is called shame. advantage, not because initiative. My, ad- my advantage would have been a natural 20, but. <gasps> oh, oh, brutal. That's too bad. You hold up your hand behind you as if to gather uh, the snowstorm in your hand, uh, and you can feel it so close, but you can tell that whatever you're doing, you just don't know how to do it. The power's there, and it's in you, and you just don't know how to get it. And that that understanding hits you like a wave, because... In that moment, you can feel a lot of things. You can feel the wind on your skin and you feel the power there and you don't know how to get it. And you can feel the heat from the sun and you don't know how to get that either. And then behind you, you can feel that power of the fog and you feel it like it's on your skin at this moment and you have no idea how in the world to hold it. And the snow falls through your fingers. And you do no damage. I scream in frustration. It's the end of my turn. Shit, man. Whew. Unglian and Tybalt. Unglian sees none of this pain. Uh, and uh, crying out to Mondo Stone says, Yeah, run, you coward. As long as I have my allies with me, nothing is going to go wrong. Unglian raises up both of her hands, and you see nothing happen for a moment. And then, over the edge of the tower, you can see arcing up at blinding speed is the skeletal child of Moe Daughter. Arcing out of the ocean, diving to attack last week as it lunges across the entire breadth of the tower, biting at last week as it flies. Whoa. That's baller. With two fiendish bites, it deals a total of 20 points of damage. Dang. Jump, jump. Thank you for those sound effects. 
Tybalt stands back impressed uh, and pulls his second spear from his back and hurls it towards last week, muttering a few things under his breath. Those of you close to him can hear its sausage and eggs, beans, toast, and his... Uh, spear catches on fire uh, as it uh, slams into the side of last week. Can we please get a chef? <laughs> yeah, those are the things he <laughs> ate for breakfast, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> How does... Uh, aren't I underneath last week? Uh, correct. Am I okay? Yeah. The, it's, it's not like the fish is skimming along the ground. Uh, okay. The skeletal daughter of mo daughter it flies through the air over top of you last week is quite big it's probably like 30 feet tall at this point Jeez, yeah so in that case in that case it's flaxen's turn i kind of want to scale last week like another colossus do it climb that water (laughs) swim in it can I swim in it? Can you it I didn't understand that it was like literally only made of water. It's living water and ice, yeah. Can I grab onto the icy bits? That's its talons. Oh, um, just the bottom. <laughs> only the bottom of its icy. And the edge, end of its wings. If you really want to grab onto that one. Well, I guess if it's just water, like, I'm not even, I'm not even sure how much damage I'm doing to it. Um, so you do see you are doing damage to it. Like, uh, as I was saying to Virgil, when you attack this thing, it's clear you can see, like, the magical sinews that bind yeah. this thing together. You are severing those. Okay. Uh, in that case, since I'm not really a great swimmer, didn't really come from a place with a lot of water, I think I'm going to stick down at the bottom and uh, slash at its its belly again. Excellent. I rolled a... 17 17 against last week will hit all right 16 damage 16 last week is now fraying uh, and you can see shards of water droplets of ice and this violent spray of like boiling water all jutting out from different chunks of last week make me a con save 11 you are sprayed again with violently hot water, dealing six points of damage. It scalds your skin, and you can see the burn marks it leaves. All right. End of my turn. Rowan. Uh, I have a question for Scotty. Yeah. Are you able to use the snowball spell to quell it again, or are you out of spells? Out of spells. Out of, okay. out of that level slots. Gotcha. Never mind then. Uh, in that case, this round, I make another plea to last week, and again, in haiku form, I yell, Captain Amiro, she and the crew sent letters, you still have a home. And with that, I take out the bag of birdseed that I received from the crew several episodes again, ago, and I like wave it at last week, and I look intently into his eyes. <laughs> And I kind of like shake it and some of the bird seed falls out. (laughs) Make me a persuasion check and have advantage because that's beautiful. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, I got a 10. (laughs) What? (laughs) I rolled a 2 and then I rolled a (laughs) 3. 
Oh Rip. my god. Polly want a cracker? <laughs> <laughs> no, Polly don't want a cracker. <laughs> Last week, all spewing and fury turns to you once again and says, We are lost and there's nothing left. How, how can, what are you holding on to, Rowan? How are you continuing on? And it attacks you with its four talons on its next pulse. Okay. Virgil. I really don't know what to do. This is, I see the elemental friend of my friend attacking its elemental master. It's all very confusing to old Badwater, but he does what he knows how to do best, and he charges at last week with empty hands and he leaps into the air and using his weapon bond he summons his broken axe from the floor and then using his classic cantrip he mends it back together and then lastly as he flies down he (laughs) uses his action surge to strike last week Brutally oh my god, I love this. I see whole body. And I say this one's for mama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now you're just Johnny Bravo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh beautiful. Twenty-three. Oh my goodness, amazing. Roll me damage. You absolutely hit. Twelve. Twelve damage? Yeah. Holy cats. Yeah, you bring your axe down upon last week's head, uh, and both of its uh, heads turn towards you, crying and leaking fury. Uh, And as you bring your axe down, finally, you can see the rage in its eyes go out. Was I supposed to do that? The water underneath it collapses, and Ungliann lets out a whooping cheer as she says, You did it! Uh, and Tybalt walks forward, uh, and, uh, and they are all smiling, but no one is smiling more than Sonny, who is cracking up. This is the happiest, oh, it's not happy, it's not a happy kind of laughing, but I don't know if any of you have seen Sonny laugh before, laugh at just at just the ludicrosity of the scenario and what he is about to say. Because Sonny turns towards Unglian and says, you don't have a clue. <laughs> you just don't have a clue, <laughs> a do you, Unglian? You just don't have a clue. You're just the dumbest kid in the entire block. And Unglian turns towards Sonny and says, what are you talking about? We just foiled all of your plans, you artsy boy. And then Sonny says, artsy, they're artsy boys too. You daft idiot. You teen numbskull. You, you dumb person. Can't you see they're enchanted? It would take like, like an idiot a moment to cast like a quick little detect magic spell to see that they've been disguising themselves as bone elementals this entire time at this point tybalt Polliver runs over with uh and grabs a spear and points at sunny and says shove it shove it he says and turns over towards unglian who you can see you can all see it is in the middle of casting a detect magic spell can i shoot her with an arrow 
I would Hello. like to use. You can. Uh, yeah, we're going to still go in initiative. So it's next is. Uh, so next is last week. You can see last week. Uh, Let's go of its last final jets of its corporeal form and splooshes down into a tiny little water bird, uh, asleep and exhausted, quite reminiscent of the end of one of Avalon's rages. Can I rush over to scoop it up? On your turn, you certainly can. But first, we have Avalon. All right. So if Unglian is uh, casting detect magic, it seems like the, the jig is up as far as disguises go. So I'm gonna just shoot her with an arrow and Ew. see where we go from here. Um, <laughs> ah, crap. Uh, I kind of rush it and I get a 10. A 10. All right. You spin over and shoot your arrow at Unglian. It's obvious <laughs> that you were shooting your arrow at Unglian, and that seals the deal for her. <laughs> Uh, I'm just imagining you like freaking out and like, like wiggly pointing your your bow at her, and just the arrow goes right by her, and she looks as mad as she does confused. Yeah, yeah. Ishmael, what do you do? Well, she'd find um, out anyway. I am not paying attention to any of this. I smash my fist against the ground and I cry. I had it. That's my turn. Unglian finishes muttering her spell. And just as it was with Mondo, you can see a little bit of a uh, uh, purple flame in her hand, a little of this dark purple energy uh, shoot out from her hands uh, and spin around each of you. And in a second, the illusions drop and she screams in fury. She has been played and she knows it so clearly. And you can see all of the light that was in her eyes, all of the joy at this success immediately drains from her face. Surprise. She screams and brings her fist down towards the ground. The ground's Uh-oh. already weakened by several attacks. And all of you, the last thing you hear in your ears is the scream of the Nightgast, who inadvertently sees all of you fall in front of him. And of course, the Nightgast's scream is a powerful paralytic. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You all wake up in the dark sometime <laughs> later. Oh, God damn it, Ben. You monster. Ah, nuts. I shot my wad there. I don't have anything else I can do. That's all my abilities. <laughs> Avalyn, you wake up first, surrounded by darkness. Ah. Um. Is there anything? Is there like rubble on top of me or anything? Yes, there's several pretty big stones. Not Mondo's? This is season eight. They're Mondo-sized stones, but uh, no, oh, they're, not, they're not Mondo stones. Okay, um, I am, uh, uh, d- does, is one of my hands, like, free and able to move? Yeah, both your hands are free. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, just, like, summon fire in one of them to try and see. Nice. As you flick on fire, you can see that Let's say 10 feet from you, last week, is uh, unconscious on the ground in its small form. Uh, And uh, uh, around you, you can see that 
you don't see anyone else, but you are in a hallway, probably deep down in the bowels of the Western Watchtower. Some kind of catacombs, you'd guess, underneath uh, the tower itself. Uh, you're you're in the center of a, a, a hallway. Uh, it seems like there's one that goes in a north direction, one that goes south. Uh, and to the north, it looks like there's a light, not directly down the hallway, but maybe straight, and then you take a, a turn. All right. Um, I'm going to try and shift these rocks that are on top of me. Um, Strength save. Yep. Yeah. It's a 13. 13. It takes you a while. Uh, and uh, with all of the heaving and hoeing, you do take a total of five points of damage. Ah. Well, worse things have happened. Um, yeah, it'll certainly leave a bruise. And uh, I uh, start sort of calling out for the rest of the party. There's no response. Uh, except from last week, who you can hear is uh, moaning and groaning. And actually, down the hallway, you can hear a couple of people saying like, Hey, what was that? Ah, crud. Um, I'm remembering that as an elf, I have dark vision, and I don't actually need this uh, fire thing to see. Um, unless it's magical darkness, which I think I'd be able to tell. Uh, well, it certainly was dark, so your gut would probably tell you, yeah, it's magical darkness. I like how the whole tower crumbled, and all they said is, hey, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> like a all classic right. well, video game. Um, over there. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to, um, uh, keep the fire in my hand, and with my other hand, pick up, uh, last week, and just sort of cradle this little bird, and, uh, then I'm going to try and stealthily move down the hallway towards the voices. All right. Make me a stealth check. Is that oh, the first time for Avalon doing oh that? Oh, boy. Um, uh, it's 11. It's an 11. Uh, as you walk down the hall, uh, you can see... Uh, well, you can see it turns off to the right as you get to the end of the hall. But you can hear a couple of folks are talking to each other. Uh, let me remember specifically who their names are which means i need to read my notes from last week uh not from last, last week, week? <laughs> yeah uh yeah blueberry and watchdog zaki you can are, are hear two of the boys? artsy boys uh, yes okay. of course you can hear blueberry and watchdog zaki uh talking to each other down the hall uh and it seems like they're discussing what they should do about something it's keeping them distracted enough. They seem to have not noticed you, even with your 11. Ah, uh, but, like, I can see them down the hall, and they're sort of within charging distance? Uh, yeah. Well, you can't see them down the hall yet. Like, you are, uh, a approaching a corner, and they're talking down the other hall. So you can only hear them so far. Okay, I'm gonna just, like, scooby-doo my head around the corner to try and see. Amazing. So you Scooby-Doo your head around the corner and last week opportunely picking a time to wake up also Scooby-Doo's his head around the corner and uh, <laughs> the two of you see in front of you and then behind you not just Watchdog Zaki and Blueberry but also 
you know, Mikey Moneybags and Five-Eyed Fido, Champ the Champ, Quasi and Punchy Bunchy, Cinnamon Beat the Centaur Kid, TB the Teacher, Tone, Scandalous Sine Wave, Portion Control, and Whoa Nelly, that being the entirety of the Artsy Boys, accompanied by another person, posing as, of course, a member of the Artsy Boys. The Little Fire Elemental, a little fire cat who seems to be blending in just with the rest of them. Oh, good. Mr. Whisker Boy. Wait, so I just stumbled across the entire Artsy Boys gang. Yes. And you can see Mr. Whisker Boy, as you mutter his name under your breath, turns (laughs) up towards you and says, Oh. Oh. I I shake my head at him with eyes wide, like, don't fucking blow this. All right. Everyone is looking at you now. <laughs> oh, crap. And Mr. Uh, Whisker Boy says, well, 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 well. <laughs> Avalyn Veristinia. Um, I, uh, like, drop last week behind the corner with Great. the hopes that last week will stay there. And uh-huh. I just walk out and say... Mr. Whisker Boy. And hello, everyone. What brings you down here? Rowan. You wake up. Hey, Mr. Whisker Boy. (laughs) Mr. Whisker Boy. (laughs) Rowan, you wake up as you feel your face hit water. It hurts. Ugh. It's like a slap as Ugh. you, then you don't know how far you've fallen, but you hit uh, really cold water, really deep down kind of water. I wake the fuck up. That you do. I look around. What do I see? Uh, it's dark here. It's dark. You can see nothing, uh, but you can hear something. You can hear a <sighs> as it sounds like someone is falling right next to you and about to hit the water as well. Um, I try, I, tr- I try to pinpoint where it's coming from and try to avoid getting hit by the person. Good call. You're able to do two quick backstrokes, uh, and then Ishmael slams into the water in front of you, sending out splooshes of, uh, uh, like waves that hit you in the face. Ishmael, you wake up as well. Um, okay. Am, am- are we full body in water, or is this like a puddle? Uh, no, you're full body in water. Okay, um, I start coughing. <clears throat> Ishmael. I mean, what? sorry, I probably, sorry, uh, can, I, can I see that it's Ishmael or no? Uh, Ishmael's close enough that you can see Ishmael, but it's clear that there is some magical darkness that's down this far down. Okay, gotcha. Ishmael? Hey, is that what? you? Yeah, what, huh? Huh? What? Can you, can you swim? Yeah? Okay, okay, good. All right. What the what's going on? What happened? Oh. Uh, last I remember we fell? Can you see? Just- You're a human, oh God, right? No. Yeah, no, I'm a human. I can't see shit. Where are they? Is anyone? I look around. Okay, you look around. Uh, it's clearly magical darkness. We can see a little further than Rowan can. Uh, you're in a deep well, it looks like. 
you must have been blasted in the uh, explosion up at the top of the tower uh, into some large shaft because uh, there's not a lot of rubble around you. There's a couple of rocks that fall in and hit the water around you, a couple that are near misses, but you both seem pretty all right, not having taken any damage. Uh, and you landed in whatever this natural well was this far down, but it's a long way. Looking up, you can't even see light coming from the top of the uh, tower. And it's clear that trying to climb your way out of this thing is uh, not going to happen. However, it does look like there are a couple of grates uh, under the water where this well seems to be leaking into underground rivers. Mm. It also seems to be fresh water because this is a freshwater well. Uh, and so uh, however this is being piped up, it doesn't seem to connect to the ocean. Okay. Uh, are our feet able to touch the ground or are we treading water? You are treading water at the moment. Okay. Um, I take all this in. Then I just let out a big sigh and I uh, kind of lower myself a little bit more into the water. Well, shit. Here we are. In a well. Yeah. Uh, can can you see anything? Nope. Magic are darkness. We- oh, man. Um, not wanting to lose Ishmael. I like kind of uh, reach out to grab your wrist. And then I try to like, what's the word? Not tread water. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like pull, like swim and pull Ishmael along to see if I can find a wall. I I flinch at first when you grab me, but then I I let you. Okay. Do I I manage to swim against the Uh, wall? Make me an athletics check, both of you. Two magic users and not a single light-producing spell between them. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Three. Seven. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you both drown. Oh no. Are, yeah, are they going to drown? <laughs> you, yeah, you guys both drown. No. Yeah. We, we now have a three-person podcast. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, so the uh, the two of you struggle to swim over towards one of the walls. Uh, you guys are in uh, a, a circle, but it seems like if you continue holding hands and trying to stick together, um, you're not going to be making any progress. Okay. Um, hey, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah? Did you see that? Yes? Everything? What are you referring to specifically? That I made a storm? Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, okay, Did I don't know much that? about magic, but... <sighs> yeah, I'm great. Yeah? Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna l- keep... Let you tread water and i'm gonna see if i can like dive down and i don't know figure out the lay of whatever we're in right now are you you're gonna be all right right oh i'll be back what are you going uh what yeah go ahead whatever yeah okay i I, I'm, I seem noticeably dazed i think yeah i'm interpreting that and i'm just like okay just you know chill out here for a bit then um i dive down to where the crates are, I guess? Or? Grates. Grates. Okay, grates. I dive down and try to feel my way along the bottom if I can. 
Yeah, uh, make me an investigation check. Now that you're not pulling someone, you can have advantage. Because you know how to investigate under the water well. That's like your whole thing. That's maybe the worst die roll that Shing's ever done. No, I missed it. It was down off the table so far she needed to take out her headphones. <laughs> uh, okay, so I uh, I think my haikus give me like a plus two to investigation. Am I That's remembering true. correctly? Yeah, so That's I true. get a... Huh. 18. Hey. 18. Very nice. Is there a haiku that's ringing in your ears as you're hunting for greats? I have not written that one out yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, as you uh, uh, attempt to feel your way along the, the underwater area, um, this comes back to you pretty naturally. You've done this uh, several times before, trying to figure out loose ways through sewers on the outskirts of cities, trying to find you know smugglers where they would stash their illicit supplies back at your home. I used to work in the Navy. Yep. And so, yeah, you do, you do a quick feel around. There are four grates under the water. Uh, one of them is rusted through, and with a few quick tugs, you can pull it loose. Um, you'd guess that it's going to be a bit of a swim, but if you went through that uh, that tunnel, um, that underground river, you would eventually resurface in a larger cavern with more exits. And I know this for certain that we would be able, it's like not, it's close enough that we wouldn't lose breath before we made it to an next air pocket or something, right? Yeah, I don't know how you would know that for sure. Like, I don't think you have magic spidey senses for that thing. But right. I think you have a gut feel for underwater architecture that makes mm -hmm. you think that most likely this thing isn't going to be that long. The Western Watchtower isn't a particularly wide watchtower. Uh, and uh, it seems like this tunnel is running east-west. Gotcha. Um, I resurface uh, to t t tell Ishmael this. Uh, hey, I think there's a way out of here but uh i'm not really sh you know i'm i'm fairly certain we'll be able to make it out all right but just in case um i tie one like i give one end of my 50 foot rope to ishmael um i'm going to go dive down first and if i if everything's all right i'm going to give you a tug and then i'll you follow the rope along and swim after me makes sense uh, yeah all right yeah cool um, and with that, I take the other end of the rope and I dive down uh, through the grate. Uh, all right. Make me an athletics check. Oh, please. Oh, my God. Eight. Eight. All right. You uh, go to swim down through the grate uh, and immediately uh, so your sense of direction is lost. The tunnel turns to the left and then the right again. Your thoughts about how long this thing is going to be from east west are a total you know, hogs dinner at this point. Uh, and what does that mean? you get, uh, it, you don't know. It's, it's a, it's a slop mess. Who knows? It's a hogs dinner. What? That's gotta be, that's a phrase, right? I've never heard no. that. <laughs> I feel like it's a phrase. It should be anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a mess. And, uh, and in swimming through these tunnels, you get, let's say 20 feet. Uh, and you are not sure if when you get to the other side, you, it, you, you're not sure if you'll be able to make it to another pocket of air. Do you continue? No, I swim back I fall by following the rope. Okay. Yeah. You resurface after a minute or so. Nothing? Uh, I... Let me see if I actually have anything on me that would help. I'm pretty sure I have straight up nothing. 
Gotcha. Um, Thought cloud. Yes, that that's true. Very useful. Mm-hmm. When in doubt. Okay, after sort of getting my bearings for a bit, um, I take a deep breath and dive down again. All right, now knowing the lands, make me an athletics with advantage. Non-natural 20. Nice. Putting your hand on the right wall, you swim through the cooks and the you swim through the crooks and crannies of this underwater river. Hogs dinner, huh? <laughs> it's a real hogs dinner. And uh, after around a minute of swimming, uh, you make your way to the end of this pipe that leads into an actual river underwater. Uh, and the water around you t- starts tasting a little bit saltier, and you can feel the salt water as clearly this is where it's joining up with uh, the ocean itself, un- deep underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're able to resurface here in what looks like a an underground cavern that probably hasn't been touched in years like years 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 mm-hmm. uh except for the fact that there are a set of footprints still in the the muddy sand that look to be around 10 years old but they're preserved like Whoa. no one has scuffed them huh. since they were made weird um i tug i jerk the rope three times i do that swimming jam Athletics with advantage. Oh, thank God. Well, nope, I rolled a five both times, so six. All right, you clearly not in the best spot to be making deep athletic maneuvers uh, start to swim through the tunnels. And just as metaphorically, there are tunnels and corners in your mind, so too (laughs) are the tunnels and corners of the pipe challenging to navigate. (laughs) Thank you for reading my uh, 10th grade high school English essay. Uh, And uh, you end up uh, slowly running out of breath and in, I'm guessing, an utter panic. Um, But I don't know know how you're... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking some some intuition off of that, yep. uh, but surrounded by pipes on both sides that seem not to end. Uh, so wait, so did I re did I resurface or am uh, I no, underwater? You are in the middle of the pipe. Boy, um, shit. Okay, I, I keep Rowan. Uh, uh, you can feel the rope has gone slack, but it has been a minute and a half now. I start pulling the rope to help. Uh, Ishmael out. It's Just like a surprising amount of pulling before it becomes taut again. Uh, make me yeah. an athletics for uh, uh, how fast you can do it. 17? 17. That's pretty good. You quickly spool through the rope as you are have done many times before uh, and you begin yanking with all of your might. Um, you Definitely slam him into the left and right sides of the pipe a couple of times, <laughs> dealing a hot single point of damage. Uh, but you, uh, uh, when you finally pull Ishmael out of the water, you can see he's not breathing. Oh, fuck. Sounds about right. Uh, I pull Ishmael up to the surface and I shake him a little bit. Hey, hey, wake up. Uh, and I start, like, kind of, like, grasping all over Ishmael's face, panicking slightly, like, hey. Yeah, it seems like uh, Ishmael has swallowed a lot of water. Fuck. Is there... Okay, is there, like, are we... So we're still in, like, a enclosed river, or is there, like, a shore I can drag Ishmael up onto? There's a shore at this point. There's a muddy shore where you saw the footprints. Um, and it seems like the magical darkness has vanished here, too. 
Okay, I tug Ishmael up onto the shore and I start doing uh, chest compressions. Make me a medicine check. Oh, wow. An actual CPR medicine check. By someone who would probably know it in universe. This is I was going to cool. say, you get Navy training. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get a 12. A 12. It's a very dramatic scene. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, w- are there anything dramatic you yell to the heavens as you pound on Ishmael's chest? <laughs> I'm focused. Is it a haiku? <laughs> <laughs> is it a haiku? a haiku? Just say wake up seven times in a row. <laughs> no, I just, I don't say anything. Just like, I'm very focused on the task at hand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with that, there's a, a getting above a ten is the the metric, uh, and so you, with uh, with your well practiced, you haven't you haven't had to do this for a long time, uh, but it, it wasn't unheard of uh, someone swallowing a bunch of water and uh, choking back in a uh, back in the navy, uh, and it's a uh, uh, round fifteen seconds before Ishmael is coughing up uh, water and brought back to consciousness. I uh, look up at you and, like, shakily reach out to just grab your shirt. I I pat your the back of your hand. Hey, you're all right now, okay? Hey, we're um, up on shore. <sighs> you, you saved my life, Rowan. Yep. Again. My job. <laughs> Shit. Thanks. Yeah, take a minute. Seems we're in the clear for now um after i take a minute i uh get up and look around what can i see make me a perception check or investigation if you want so if you want to spend some real time looking around um i i do want to spend some real time looking around but i only rolled a 10 10. All right. Well, it takes you a little while, but you get the the relative lay of the land. Uh, the river seems like it continues out of this channel. Once again, it dips back underwater and then probably continues out towards the sea to the west where whatever runoff uh, from the, the watchtower continues that way. It seems like there's some pipes that join up with this that pump, you know, sewage back out into the uh, uh, into the water, but that's later down this stream. The only other noticeable thing is that the only other there's no other exits in this area. However, there is this set of muddy muddy footprints that seem to lead up towards the wall, mm. uh, and they seem like they're preserved there after ten minutes of time. They they go up towards the wall and then they just stop. Um, ten years of time. Um, I go up to the wall and tap it. Tap your tap hand the goes bricks. through the wall. Aha! Whoa! I, I point at it and turn back to Rowan. Huh. I get in closer. I walk through it. Okay. It feels like the wall is made entirely out of sand, like a very soft, warm sand that just flows around you. Uh, And you see Ishmael walk up towards the wall and just basically walk straight through what looks like an otherwise deep old stone wall, but clearly has some form of enchantment on it. This is a very, this wall was made for me moment. Do you guys not understand that reference? No. This wall gen- was made for me. I don't get it. This hole was made for me. Junji Ito. The- no idea. I'm a no, god. Don't know the reference. <laughs> I'm cultured. I'm going to show you guys the anime next week. Don't Listeners, worry. Listeners, I hope you enjoy uh-huh. that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you only like hot whore. pants were here. <sighs> we need show to you this up anime. our anime game. Yeah, I know, right? What's on the other side? 
Uh, so the two of you now on the other side, you can see it leads towards a long winding passage. Uh, it seems like it continues for, if you keep walking this way, uh, uh, maybe a mile as it kind of winds and wanders its way here under the water um, and uh, under the stone and under the watchtower. Um, as we're walking, I just want to say to Rowan, man, you're like the most competent person I've ever met. I awkwardly thank you. Like it, Comes with the job. Comes you, with the job? Yeah. You're not working anymore, Rowan. It's You a went habit. to prison. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, it, after you, you're with other people who have certain expectations for, of you for a very long time, it kind of just becomes part of you and it's hard to shake off. Like, I don't know, it's sometimes a little bit, it's, I find it hard to relax sometimes. That sucks. Yeah. Still. I mean. Thanks for saving me. Yeah, no problem. Um, I've, sometimes I wish I could just like, I mean, I don't know. I, I admire how you can take the small moments, make those small moments really count, you know? Like, I don't know, sitting up on the crow's nest jamming out some tunes it's nice small moments count that's one way to put it hmm the walk continues for a while um and it's pretty calm and nice there's a nice little like dripping cave sound down here it gives it's a it's a remarkably calm moment after a lot of panic and stealth and chaos speaking of that flaxen and virgil you both wake up in prison <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah, it's almost exactly like your old cell. Um, of course, the two of you weren't together, but this cell that you are both find yourself in, uh, of course, there's a big hole in the ceiling that seems to continue up for a while as you fell ping-ponging between all the office rooms and the uh, halls and the meeting areas and the watchtower areas, but you fall in a long distance down towards the base floor where it seems like uh, the same inspired by good old Miss Midgen's class prison cells are built here as well. I, uh, so there's a, a big hole above us where we fell? Uh, yes. Although it's not I like the hole continues up. It's more like a shaft. Yeah. I, uh, I look up at it and I yell, Thorzen, are you up there? Uh, you see very far above you a tiny little head peek over the top saying, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happens if he jumps? Come on down. Is he going to take damage? He's pretty spry, right? He can, like, parkour his way down. It's like 120 feet at least, maybe oh, 200. It's just a big empty hole. It's not like a bunch of levels. I guess there, can... there are a bunch of levels, so it's possible he could do it uh, if you asked him to. Thorzen, uh, work your way down here. Work it. You you make the check for him. Roll a uh, athletics check for good old Thorzen. Should <laughs> it be acrobatics? Uh, yeah, that that's, makes more sense. 
I rolled a 19, and I have a plus 7 mod. Oh, good gravy! Yeah, Athorazin, so. cheered on by your encouragement, uh, leaps from one floor to the other, continuing downwards. It's not like they're actually open on the floors. Um, it's just like the airspace between walls and stuff. But there's little chunks of rebar or whatever that he hops down from one thing to the next to the next to the next. Uh, and eventually uh, leaps down the last uh, 30 feet, hoping to be caught by one of you. Yeah, I'll try to catch him. Do I need to make a different check for that? Yeah, you make your own strength save. All right. <laughs> that's a that's a two. Nice. Uh, you catch him, and he crunches you as you get slammed on the stone floor, and you take only one point of damage. Man, nice. I'm rolling low now. Nice catch. Oh, these things are denser than I expected. Well, Thorzen, now you're in a cell with us. <laughs> oh. Huh, oh. Oh. Uh, what was the plan here? I mean, it's not like we were going to climb back up there. At least we're all together. That's kind of comforting. Oh, we're all together. Where's, uh, where's... All three of us, I think he means. Yeah, all three oh, of us are all together. The classic group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Virgil well. and Flaxen and me, the classic trio. I want to listen to that podcast. Help! <laughs> Anybody there? I rattle the bars. Avalon? Let us out of here. Please. Uh, you hear uh, a murmur to your left saying, they're not letting you out, kid. Is that you, cigarette dwarf? <laughs> 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 Is Throwback. that you, Virgil Badwater? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you been these elementary schoolers hostages this whole time? <laughs> no, I was shipped out. I was supposed to, uh, well... Mine's a sad tale, it is. I, mm. I, I was out on, on bail. Somebody paid my lease on life, and I was about to seize time and truth again. So I made my way out of, uh, of the prison and found my way to the fail-safe bank's western branch and arcade fun center. But mm -hmm. seems my old man had taken all my savings after I so got thrown in the pokey. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I had nothing and no cigarettes to boot. So I Have nicked a couple off the nearby stand and that they sent me back here. to the western watchtower. Like, fast. This was your roommate? We were neighbors. He was a bit talk of a, this much back then? Well, you, you don't got a lot of choice, but, you know, he was good for a, a tale or two. Uh, who, who's locking you up here? Well, it used to be the, uh, the old jail keepers, the, the cross-triangular sea watch patrol. Uh, but then one day, who comes in and but Mondo Stones, you might remember him. I think he was ah. in a, a block back there. Nearby ours. Oh, While he's telling well. the story, I am attempting to pick the lock with. Uh, I don't like have thieves tools. I don't think you're not making a bomb. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wouldn't mind blowing up this dwarf. <laughs> <laughs>
can bone elementals like give up a bone? To I borrow a bone to lo- pick a lock ben from Thorzen. <laughs> from a Thorzen. Thorzen's a night gas, not a bone elemental. Wait, it's, which kind of an, elemental? It's an is elemental. A it's an elemental of like the bone area, but it's it's a little deer man. It's it's not. But it has bones. It's right? yeah, like a mermaid has yeah, water in it, but I it's not going to give you a pint of water. You could pull uh, a bone out of its leg. That would be pretty horrible. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, well, that is what you asked if you could do. So, I asked if it were a thing that could be done, not if, if I could do it. Okay, yes, then, you can do it. Um. Okay, meanwhile, the dwarf next to you continues and says, they, uh, the, the Western Watchtower, the Cross-Triangular Sea Watch Patrol, they, they kept the dwarf me here. Have- are you any kind of <laughs> this is an important finish. story nick let me finish <laughs> if you're gonna keep interrupting me then i won't be able to progress uh, the narrative <laughs> okay <laughs> jesus flexing <laughs> so the cross triangular sea watch patrol they kept me here but then mondo stones showed up he overthrew the place in a night he uh he Got the signed uh, surrender from the old captain of the the Western Watchtower, uh, Commander Vermin, uh, mm-hmm. who I think is uh, just a couple blocks down from us now. Everyone who was here, uh, there's a couple detectives from the West trying to warn us against all this. We didn't have time. Mondo Stones is too quick and too spry for us, so everybody's down here in the cells. Us old prisoners, which I think I think is just me and. Uh, and of course, the rest of the Sea Watch Patrol. Well, I don't feel a lot of sympathy for them. They're the ones that locked me up the first time, but we could probably use their help. Um, hey, I got a, I got a poem for you. You got any cigarettes? I want your poem first. All right, well, uh, when you're alone, you ain't with nobody. Sometimes life can be tough and cruddy. (laughs) But when you're blue, just stick a bean in your shoe and walk till your feet gets muddy. Wow. (laughs) What? That was amazing. <laughs> he, uh, you can hear him get a little choked up uh, <laughs> as he holds out of the uh, uh, the cell to the right of you, and you can just see his little dwarf arm, and it's the entire pack of cigarettes. And he <laughs> says, "You right. certainly earned it." All right, Flex, in here, use Toothy's tooth to pick the lock. I'll give it a shot. Don't break it; it's pretty important. I'll do my best. Thieves tools check. 25. 25. With a flick and a click and a zlickety zlick, uh, the door to your cell pops open. Uh, Man, why didn't you do that last time? And uh, with that... Sliding locks work differently. Ah, yeah. With that, the the door uh, slides open, and uh, it seems like there's nobody patrolling the the corridors. Wherever the rest of the artsy boys are, they must be occupied with something. 
I just look at the dwarf. Are you coming? I think I ought to serve out my penance this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't let me stop you. Come on, Virgil. We got to find the others. All right. I give a little nod to the dwarf and say it was uh, good chatting. All right. Well, how do we get out of here, man? I'm all uh, turned it around. It might surprise you to know this, but I've never been in here before, so your guess is kind of as good as mine. All right, well, your snarkiness isn't helping anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did just fall ten stories and hit my head, so forgive me if I'm a little cranky. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know, go left, follow the wall. I like that plan. Lift. You go left and follow the wall. Great. You go left and follow the wall. Um, as you walk, you pass by a couple of the cells which seem to be occupied with members of the Cross Triangular Sea Watch Patrol. Um, they're clearly all cops. Uh, and it seems like they were still in uniform Ugh. when they were taken downstairs and tossed into this these cells. Make me a perception check, both of you. 19. 21. There is one man with a... Was, sorry, 19, Virgil? Yep. Uh, with a 19, you spy there's one man who is still in his pajamas. And uh, he is also holding a... Uh, he is holding a cup, which is sadly devoid of espresso. This supposed to mean something to me? Uh, <laughs> no, but it, he seems woefully out of place. Ah. Uh. Howdy, partner. What's your name? Hi there. I'm Commander Vermin. Uh, Commander of the Western Watchtower. Hmm. Real imposing dude, this guy. How do we get out of here? If you're the Watchmaster, you gotta know the lay of the land. Well, you'll need keys, which the artsy boys have, or... The guard has wherever the guard is, but yeah. uh, I think one might say that I don't think you're getting out of here without a guide. Dot dot dot. Dot dot dot. Indeed, I suppose you think you're a eligible candidate. I certainly am. I've guided all kinds of things before. I used to personally run all of the tours of the Western Watchtower, showing off our fine establishment. Well, the problem is, uh, we're not leaving. Oh. Say what? what? We, uh, we need to find our friends first. I guess that's a good point. Still, a couple of a keys wouldn't hurt us from doing that, I reckon, so let's get this guy out of here and maybe he can give us some advice. Alright. Uh, anybody got anything better than a tooth? Got a pen or... Mm, I have this cup. He holds up his espresso cup. All right, Virgil. I hope I don't break your tooth. Wait, hang on. I also got a flathead screw necklace. What? Yeah. Well, give me that. (laughs) Well. That's going to be way better than a tooth. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. (laughs) Me neither. I spent spent 10 You're reaching around your neck and you're like, hmm, flathead screw necklace. Tooth. I know I spent 10 gold on this. 
never come in handy till now. Jeez. <laughs> I think I got it from the gnomes. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah, you might have bought that. it from the uh the Penny Whistle Patrol too. Oh no, that's what yeah. it was, yeah. Here. Try this. I give uh I give the screwdriver a shot at picking the lock with a uh with an eleven. An eleven. Alright, you try to jimmy the lock with the uh flat headed screw. And the flat-headed screw bust, busts in half uh, oh, and gets stuck in the lock. I thought it was a screwdriver. No. Yeah, this isn't as good as a tooth, Virgil. Well, Here, I hand it back to him in two pieces. I mend it back together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now you have your screw again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ten gold well spent. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, shit. We found well, ourselves. You can just do that. I did that I, earlier. I think I'd I think I could do it with the tooth. Oh, all right. Well, here you go. Try that again. It's a little magic. It's a little magic. Uh, that is a 21. 21. Much better. Yeah. Ah, diggity. Um, toothy's tooth in your hand. You jimmy the lock a little bit and pop, it pops right off. Sweet. Uh, who else in this? Is this everybody's store? Oh, no. This is just me, Vermin. Oh, thank goodness. Uh... Should we rescue everybody else? Show of hands, uh, Vermin and Virgil, and show of Cloven Hoof. I don't think it's worth uh, risking this tooth. I think they, they're they fine where they are. You know? All right. You don't have to tell me twice. I won't. Let's, are uh, you planning on on punching Mondo till he gives up or something? I would say he, him and the Artsy Boys are pretty tough. I, I didn't I, know you could read minds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I was hoping that was a joke on my part, but if that isn't, then all right, then I would suggest we had a couple of visitors who seemed pretty skilled with uh, weapons who just arrived recently. Maybe we don't need to bust everyone out, but if we're going to bust someone out, I think we should get the two of them. All right. I'm going to pick some more locks. You heard the man. This trust this random. Of course it's Flute and Doozy. They're, they were here last, <laughs> obviously. Uh. Uh, he leads you to the largest uh. and most secure of the cells that does not have a simple lock. In fact, it has a magical lock on the front of it, um, a big bolted thing. Uh, and you can see inside, Detectives Flute and Doozy are playing cribbage. Aww. I don't know what... Flaxen doesn't know what cribbage looks like, so... Okay. It's just a bit of lore about Flaxen. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. All right. Well, sh- uh, get on out. Uh, are we on good terms with them right now? I can never yeah, beats quite me. keep that straight. They'll probably like us if we free them. That's a good point. All right. Uh, hand me the tooth. <laughs> Here you go. Don't oh, break the, it. <laughs> as, as you pull up the tooth, uh, Detective... Uh, Doozy uh, spies over waves and says, oh, it's good to see you guys. I wouldn't touch that if I were and make me a dexterity save. <laughs> the the tooth or the bars are... Uh, that is a 20, not natural. A 20. All right, you are thrown back against the wall behind you, rattling against the bars uh, as a big bolt of electricity deals you a hot 12 points of damage. Is that after being halved? Uh, or is it not get halved? Is 20 not? 20 would t- let you take half, so that is before being halved. 
That's good, because otherwise I would be very unconscious. Nice. As it is, you're only slightly unconscious as you're thrown back against the bars behind you. Uh, and Doozy says, you don't want to touch the bars. They're ele- electric. Oh, Virgil, it's great to see you. Hey. Oh. Good to see you, too. Wish you weren't in there. What's the secret to un- unfrying these <laughs> fryers? What's the puzzle here? <laughs> well, I would be happy to tell you if I knew. Uh, Meanwhile, I all of the artsy boys raise their weapons uh, towards Avalon and say, they don't say things in unison. They're not uh, musical. Yeah, that'd uh, be really creepy. Or a hive mind. <laughs> yeah. A hive mind of middle schoolers. However, <laughs> it seems that without Sunny or Tides uh, or Mondo, uh, their collective is a little leaderless. Uh, and so they're all angrily debating something. Uh, and so it is... Mr. Whiskerboy, uh, who takes the lead and says, What are you doing here, Avalon Veristinia? Well. Just one in a fight against uh, Mondo Stones. And uh, then fell down here. So... What are you all doing here? Looks like a big pile of nothing. Well, it sounds like we're ready to start killing you, says Punchy Bunchy as he stands up forward, fists raised. Mikey Moneybags for a second says, hold on, hold on. I bankroll the situation. I don't I don't get involved with the fights. Uh, and... Uh, uh, you can see that Blueberry and Watchdog Zaki uh, are both still frustrated about something else. And they say, just tie him up, says Blueberry. Just tie him up and we'll deal with him later. Right now, we have to deal with the giant fish. Uh, and then Watchdog Zaki says, don't talk about the giant fish while we have the prisoner here. And then uh, Punchy Bunchy says, prisoner, I think we should call him meat because I'm going to tenderize him. I uh, <laughs> hold up a hand uh, sort of to try and s- stop them talking. And I say, well, that seems like a waste of perfectly good talent. The way I see it is uh, you all seem to be in dire need of some leadership right now. And if you're looking to fight off a big fish, well, you know I'm good in a fight. Punchy Bunchy looks up at you and says... So you you bested Mondo Stones? I wouldn't be here if I hadn't, right? Went up there and went toe-to-toe with him. You can see that the room changes at you saying this. And for a hot minute, it's almost like there's a little, a little fire in your hands. Or a little fire in your eyes. But it's not... It's not in the same way that when you're in a fight, like when you're in a fight and fire is raging from you, you lose all control. But this is like the opposite. This is like there's a lot of control and there's some weird gravitas that makes it feel like you are sitting above the room here. And there's a level of respect immediately afforded to you by this room. And, uh, uh, it's within an instant the room changes hostilities die down uh, and watchdog Zaki leads you over to the problem that they're currently having 
He shows you that there's a big grate that leads underneath the Western Watchtower. And it seems like uh, some giant fish has been pounding itself against this grate, trying to get through as if it's running away from something from the West. Uh, But it has no ability to make it through the wall, uh, since the Western Watchtower spans the length of the triangle. Ah, does this grate open to the West? To the west and the east. The fish is on the west. The grate opens underneath. It's like one of the few underground channels that can move from west to east on the triangle underneath the western watchtower. I see. I, I look at all of them and say, any reason why you haven't just let it through? That's what I'm saying, says Blueberry. And Watchdog Zaki says, hold on, hold on. Our orders from Mondo Stones are to keep the the... All routes locked off. We we have enemies on the west side of the triangle. Well, you you would know that being one of them. But we have other enemies, Unglian included, that we need to make sure don't get through by any means possible. I sort of roll my eyes at him. I, I say, Unglian is not a giant fish, nor is she going to be able to move underwater with a giant fish. That's what I said, says Blueberry, uh, now standing next to you and looking very proud of himself. And Watchdog Zeki says, hold on, hold on. She has two giant fish. We have seen them. They fought against us at uh, the Fear Gubbler. But, but, she has to stay on the surface of the water or she'll drown. That's what I said, says Blueberry, who's practically leaping around at this point, giddy that you're taking his side. I... I'm going to take a step away from Blueberry because I do not need to be that closely associated with this clown. Um, <laughs> a Blueberry and, takes another step over towards you and uh, uh, grabs geez. your arm and delight. Um, I say, look, so the problem right now is just this fish. You might as well let it through, let it pass, and then we deal with the next problem. Make me a persuasion check and have advantage. Aha. Uh-huh. 17. 17. With that, there's mumblings and rumblings, uh, but Mr. Whiskerboy walks forward and says, I know it's unconventional, but uh, he clearly has a point. Let's just let it through. Uh, and uh, uh, with that, a watchdog Zaki shrugs and angrily goes over, grabs the big chain uh, and yanks it downwards. Uh running it hand over fist as the portcullis pulls up and the giant fish busts through the open uh, waterway and it you can see the sides of this passageway swell and crack uh, as this thing runs through it uh, you can also see that you have seen this fish before is this Mo Daughter? This is Mo Daughter herself. Uh, and the sides of the uh, uh, the ground underneath you, the sides of this tunnel, all begin to crumble away uh, as the great weight of this massive eel pushes it underneath the uh, watchtower. And all of you, all together, feel the tower rumble and quake uh, as the deep, deep, deep underneath of this watchtower is shaken by the fish. Um, I, uh, put my hands on my hips and say, well, it's a good thing we did that because if you let it keep smashing itself against the grate, it would have gotten through. You guys know what Mo Daughter is, right? No, they all say and circle around you like the lost boys to Wendy at story time. 
Um, so I explain uh, that uh, I explain first of all what Modotter is: giant protector, uh, elemental eel. Uh, I also explained that I've seen it before in person while walking at the bottom of the ocean and that it is not something you can fight or stand up to. And third, I say, now that it's gone and now that the structural integrity of this place seems bad, we should think about getting out of here ourselves. That fog's coming no matter what we do here and... We might as well get out of here and let it swallow up Unglian. Blueberry says, I've got a way. I've got a... Can I show you a way? I say, by all means, but tell me what it is first. Oh, we have these keys, uh, they say, and Blueberry pulls it up. I was guarding the prison, but Watchdog Zaki said that they needed more people to... to uh, Short What's version, please. Oh, deal with the fish. Uh, prison fish elevator. Keys elevator? So there's an elevator. Yes. Perfect. Um, I uh, say... Uh, one moment. Um, and uh, I go and get last week because I can't just leave him down here. Mm-hmm. As you turn around, you can see last week uh, is part of the crew and has been talking to a couple of them already. Uh, it seems like last week, despite being prisoners, um, last week can make fast friends wherever last week finds themselves. Um, last week is like the charismatic other half to Rowan. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, the crew already quite likes last week and seems like while prisoner, everyone was quite fond of last week and sad to see last week. Oh, so uh, so last go week stairs anyway. Last week did not stay behind the corner. Oh no, last week did not stay behind the corner. Of course. Oh well, that's great then. I don't need to go get him. Uh, let's go to the elevator. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- with that, uh, Blueberry says, if we do put this in the elevator, uh, it will unlock the jail cells. I shrug and say. We can deal with a couple of cops. Of course we can, says Watchdog Zaki, and, and smiles at Blueberry and says, You were scared of a couple of cops? The two of us could take any of them, any day of the week, and gestures between you and uh, Watchdog Zaki, and smirks at Blueberry, and grabs your other arm and leads you over towards the elevator. Oh, good grief. Um, great. Uh, glad to know that I'm in the middle of this little weird power dynamic. Um, uh, with that, and, uh, Watchdog Zaki hands you the keys uh, and approaches the elevator. You can see it's a pretty tall elevator that probably reaches to the top of the uh, uh, the tower. Um, and uh, they mentioned to you going to the very tip top of the tower is probably the place to be um, because that's where the control rooms are and you will hopefully have more visibility into where the rest of your friends are. Okay, I unlock the elevator and then go there. All right, you step into the elevator, and the elevator begins to ascend. The two of you approach the end of this long hallway. What's it look like? As you approach, you can see that this cavern, there's not only one entrance. There are several others that meet up with it, these old natural pathways that seem like they haven't been walked in a very long time. 
these it slopes upwards though so it seems like you might actually be walking inside one of the walls of the watchtower right now um or something like that but it's just this big natural underground slopes upwards and you're under under the seafloor at some point or maybe above it it's hard to tell at this point however uh the other pathways that connect up with this one all seem to have those sets of footprints as well and you can tell by the boots it's the same two people that approach here over and over again though it seems like they never approach from the same way uh as you continue following the footsteps uh it's clear that it's leading to some destination uh and after a calming while of walking you make it to there um to a very simple Looks like it was installed by someone who knew what they were doing. Wooden door with an iron handle. No lock. Hmm. Okay. I glance at Rowan and then reach for the handle to open it. Yep. All right. As you put your hand upon the handle and turn the knob, it opens. Yay. (laughs) Like a door does. All right. It seems like the natural protection of this thing being absolutely unfindable is all that was relied upon here. There's no magical enchantments that you can feel. Um, And yet this place seems like it was a spot of old magical power. As you open up the door, you see a single room, the walls covered in books. It looks incredibly comfortable. The walls have uh, posters, um, there are maps, and old tomes that line uh, desks. Uh, there's two main desks in this room. Um, and there's just stacks of half-read books, uh, and you can almost see uh, the hours of late-night conversations that happened in this room. There's also, it seems to be, a uh, a single door to an elevator in this room. And no one's in here, right? No one is in here. Looks like it hasn't been touched in probably 10 years. Is there a light source? Is the, is the room lit? Or am I seeing this in the dark? You are seeing this in the dark. Okay. However, as you step over the threshold, all of the candles that line the walls light in an instant. Ooh. As if inviting you inside. And the... Uh, 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 In the hearth, uh, a sleepy old salamander opens its head uh, and spits onto some old logs and ashes that lay in the fire uh, and says, Welcome, Mr. Mint and Mr. Gauze. Oh, shit. I look over at Rowan with wide eyes. I'm just shaking my head like, what did we just... Oh, my God. Uh... Shut shut the door behind us first. (laughs) Yeah. Just in case. And then, I don't know, walk over to the old salamander and like kind of crouch down. Yep. Um, Hey there, it's been a while. Hey, it's me. It's been a good long while, Mr. Mint and Mr. Gauze. How are you doing? Oh, good as always. How did the ritual go? Without a hitch. How uh, fair is the room? Oh, I've kept it safe and concealed. Not a soul has entered. Not since you found it, clever Mr. Gauze. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I get to be old man mint. Uh-huh. Uh, so we have, uh, we've cast a number of rituals in our lifetime. Remind us, which one are you referring to? Gosh, oh, it's been a long one. while since we've been here. Yeah. Yeah, that you know, that one was a while ago. We've done yeah. a lot of plans since then. Which plan are you thinking of so we can fill you in? Make me a deception check. 
Okie dokie. 13. Uh, Rowan as well. Oh, me too. Ooh, nat one. (laughs) (laughs) You don't remember? It was why you left. It was the big one. It's what everything else was for. Right. The big one, of course. It's been going great. Did something happen? Have you forgotten somehow? Yeah, you got me. Something did happen. There was a fight with a with a powerful wizard, and I lost my memories. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, I have kept your diaries, and I have kept your journals. Ah, you're the best. And of course, I can fill you in myself. Yes. Get all the info, please. I certainly hope your ritual went well. Your ritual, as you maybe will remember, to change magic itself. Huh. Yes. Where- of course, you recall with each... Uh, with each magical ritual, something needs to be given up. The, the great power that comes from unsummoning an elemental, destroying it completely. This power, it can be harnessed by a powerful wizard. But if one were to unsummon six elementals at the same time, forming the six points of the hexagram, you could do something truly incredible. And if you were to unsummon the six greatest elementals in the world at the same time the course of history itself magic and the rules that bind it could be unwritten you would be you would be more powerful than death itself mr gauze uh i stand up without a word uh shaking a little bit and uh I want to go over to the desk. Is there stuff on the desk? Yes, there is. What do we got there? Well, the first thing that you spy is that from the desk, you can see clearly there are six cases around the room. Six cases that seem like they used to hold old artifacts uh, and now hold nothing. Um, But with piecing it together from the, the notes on the desk, it seems like clearly... Clever Mr. Gauze and Morcus Mint, over many, many years while Mr. Gauze worked at the prison, was going out in secret, meeting here with Morcus Mint in their attempt to rewrite the rules of death and rewrite the rules of magic by scoping out using Morcus Mint's long-tread history from his 50-year voyage around the triangle on his weather balloon, using all of his knowledge and all of Mr. Gauze's guile and cunning and resources to find them, find the six most powerful elementals, or, as they found out, six of the most powerful elementals. They started out looking for the six toughest and buffest ones. However, it's well documented that their fight with Modotter ended quite poorly, with Morcus Mint losing a good chunk of his sanity in the process. And so they began to instead look for six powerful elementals that were powerful enough. Six great elemental lords, as they are called, lords and ladies. And to steal from them their heart, their essence, what makes them them. 
And then, finally, to conduct a ritual in some sacred place. And in so doing, rewrite the rules. Um, Rowan, if there's anything else you want to say to the salamander, go ahead while I'm reading all this. Uh, but when I'm done reading, I want to tell the salamander to be dismissed or something so I can talk to you. Okay, I, for now, I don't want to, like, blow our cover even harder. So I just do, I guess I do an investigation and try to f- see what's in the library to, like, help us interpret what's been going on. Excellent. Make me an investigation check. Huh, so bad. I got a six. <laughs> a six. You don't, you've, <clears throat> I mean, there's many interesting things here. It's hard to parse it all right now. Um, there is... There is a window in this room, and you can see it faces west. And out of this window, you can see the fog is rolling quite close. Even in the nighttime, you can see that the fog is approaching the western watchtower. Um, So it's hard to focus on reading old texts while that looming threat is within view. Um, However, there's clearly stuff here that would be interesting to read and pour over if you had more time. The the few things that you do notice, um, you see that framed on one wall is the note uh, of reprimandation that clever Mr. Gauze received when he tried and failed to stage a coup to take over the cross-triangular Sea Watch patrol, the coup that eventually landed him uh, with the dead-end job of running the prison at the end of the world. Um, and noticing the fog come closer, can I just, instead of reading, can I just gather up what materials have already been left out? So you mentioned that there were some texts that were like, you know, sort of open on the desk that had been read. Yeah, for sure. I want to bookmark those and then take as many that I can carry and any other sort of notes that are around and try to like take those out of the room, I guess. Excellent. There's a couple of beautiful uh embroidered tote bags uh, that seem to all have pictures of plants on the sides of them that you can tell are clearly Marcus Mints. Yeah. And so he uh, he left those, I guess, just for you, and you're able to fill up uh, three full totes um, of books, scrolls, and parchment uh, with uh, keeping their, their marks in place. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing you do this, I can probably infer that the fog is coming. Maybe we, we do like some wordless glances and I look out the window or something. Yeah. And I dismiss the salamander. I just say, thank thank you. Be gone. I wish privacy. Well, all right. It scurries up the chimney. Do we need to go? Yeah, we can like leave and talk at the same time. Us uh, <sighs> to the elevator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's let's go. All right, as you're leaving, uh, you, Ishmael, spy something very, very interesting on the, uh, on the, the walk over towards the elevator. Do you I? spy a garbage can. Why is that interesting, Ben? Oh, because there's a crumpled up piece of paper in that garbage can that looks like it was half burned, but never burned completely. Oh, yeah, that seems like a key item. I checked that bit out. I unfold the paper. In it, you can see written in the loose scrawl of the salamander a conversation. And that conversation, uh, well, I don't have written all the way out, uh, to explain what it was, it was a conversation that looks like it was the last night before the ritual. It is a conversation between Morcus Mint and uh, clever Mr. Gauze, and Morcus Mint seems remarkably cogent for it. And in it, uh, Morcus Mint is asking... 
if this goes wrong, how can they undo what they have done? If this ritual goes wrong and there is some grand repercussion, how can we undo it? Clever Mr. Gauze says that if the rules of magic can be written, then they can be unwritten again. And then Mr. Gauze says, you're telling me that if some... If a grand mass death happens again, if divine retribution strikes and we meddle beyond what we should, then you are telling me we would need to gather six grand hearts of elemental lords again and unwrite the laws of magic? It nearly killed us doing it one time, doing it again? And clever Mr. Gauze says, it certainly will not come to that. <laughs> And then he says, Salamander, burn that conversation. Okay. I add that note to the pile. As Rowan and I are getting in the elevator, um, so, so what, as I'm reading it, I definitely just, I just start laughing. Um, and when we get in the elevator. Okay, as you walk into the elevator, uh, you see all of the artsy boys and Avalyn Veristinia standing in the elevator. Oh, oh hi. Oh, is there room for two more? <laughs> Avalyn. It's a big elevator. Come on in. Uh, the, the elevator uh, is baffling in that it seems to stop between two floors uh, as you <laughs> are between like the 12th and the 14th floor. It just stops there and hangs and the doors open up and you see <coughs> Ishmael and Rowan standing in a room full of bizarre books and curiosities. Well, don't just stand there. Get in. Uh, Come on. I fog's coming. We got we got to go. I stumble forward and hug Avalyn. I hug Ishmael back and uh, in while doing so, attempt to shake off the two people holding onto my arms because it's really getting on my nerves. Oh, they don't <laughs> let go. <coughs> oh, <Cool>. that's so <laughs> awkward. Now it's like a four-way hug. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, oh. I, Rowan does not add to this hug, but he does Thank you. put the tote bags full of heavy books in each of your hands, because you are the strongest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. And as uh, soon as you do, last week dive bombs you and pins you to the wall uh, and pecks your forehead affectionately. Aww. Yay. Last week. Oh my God, you're so small. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I lost a little bit of water in the fight. Uh, haven't gone true form for a while. Uh, you don't look great yourself. Oh no, I've been eating them like shit. But I do have some food for you. It's not oh, gonna thank goodness your, and gracious. your water, but I just I kind of like stick last week in the top of the little bag of bird seed and just keep him there. Uh, he immediately begins devouring, uh, and uh, you can feel uh, his heartbeat, like, calm in your hand. Um, while uh, I am hugging Ishmael, I, uh, I whisper into his ear, I say, I was worried about you, but you're, you're fine, that's good. Where, where are the others? Where are the others? Do you know where they are? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't seen them. Dude, I've seen oh. some shit. Okay, I'm Holy kind shit. of. In, it's been a week, I'm huh? Kind of, I'm kind of in charge of the RC boys now, so what just play along. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I let go of the hug and uh, and say, "All right, um, 
we're still heading to the top. And uh, I press the button to close the elevator doors. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work. It takes like an extra five seconds, of course, because that button never works. That never yep. works. Meanwhile, uh, just as you're thrown back against the wall and Virgil, you are in like uh, standing in front of the uh, curious elemental lock while Flute and Doozy are finishing their game of cribbage. The door opens. Well, Virgil, How I don't think we're going to be able to bust him out. I think this is our new crew now. You mean the two of us? The three of us? The four yeah. of us! Oh, <laughs> yeah. the three of us, yeah. <laughs> you. Oh, it's Wait. the classic crew, says the Nightgast. Virgil and the Rat King and me, who eats the rats. And hey, I eat vermin. That's fun. That's a fun thing, he says. You hear that, uh, vermin? Watch out. Oh, uh, Nightgast, Nightgast, Nightgast. That's, uh, Nightgast. Hey, look, the door opened. Hey, the door opened. <laughs> Flute and Doozy kind of uh, turn up aghast. I, oh, their door opens? Yeah. How'd that happen? I was going to ask you the same thing, says Detective Flute. Well, I don't uh, know. I blew it up. Maybe uh, some kind of <laughs> elemental what? energy <laughs> transfer happened. Bomb. Maybe he detonated it. Yep. Detonated well, it. Detonated well, we it. it let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, says Detective Flute. Uh, the rest of you, shut up and let's get in line. Virgil, where are we going? We're going up. Getting out of this dungeon. Hey, Flute, Doozy, you two uh, fellas set a date yet? What? Shut up. What? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. What? Shut up. <laughs> I, I don't think Flute proposed yet. Doozy, oh, Doozy looks over to you and says, set a date for what? <laughs> um, getting the heck out of here. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Flute nice gives save. you dagger eyes the entire time, <laughs> keeping his golden eagle head watching you as he continues walking past you with just like a uh, terrified fury. <laughs> e close one. Can you say some word about it? Uh, I'm waiting yeah, for the right moment. Remember. He mutters to you moment, under his beak. Maybe it was no, it wasn't moment. It was a word I don't think I've heard before. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, and uh, uh, with that, flute immediately like frog marches uh, the whole group of you over towards uh, the the door to the elevator. Going up. As the door opens, you see the entirety of the artsy boys, Avalyn, Rowan, and, or not, yes, Rowan and Ishmael, uh, all standing inside the elevator. And last week. Hey, guys. Fancy seeing you here. Found him. I, uh, sort of alarmed look at what the artsy boys are doing. Are they, like, pulling weapons to fight the cops? Uh, all of the artsy boys are looking at you. Um, I say, uh, I, oh, they're all looking at me. Well, then I look at, uh, the people about to get on the elevator and say, good, more for the crew. Come along. We're going to need every hand we can get. What are we doing? Man, I'm getting I'm the hell out of here. Glad to see you guys again. And I wrap right. you up in a big hug. Don't Aww. tell them what I said, Virgil. The word you're thinking of is matrimony. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the word. There you go. <laughs> oh, no. What does it mean, Virgil? You guys oh. are packed into the elevator far beyond its uh, acceptable load limit. Uh, and it groans and creaks uh, as it uh, rolls upwards. And you crest out of the uh, the main area of the watchtower and the entire side of it being glass. Uh, you can see as this thing slowly crawls up the exterior side of the western watchtower, you can see the bank of fog pushing against the watchtower wall. And you can see... It is rolling higher. It doesn't pass right through it. It, it, it is growing and rising behind the wall itself. Uh, and it looks, you can look down and see maybe 60 feet underneath you. The fog is rolling upwards. And you can see the, the little set of stairs that you came up. You can see it is pouring through, uh, that entryway and pouring into the watchtower itself as it slowly crawls and climbs its way up the, uh, up the watchtower. Holy shit. I, uh, go. I, I look at whatever artsy boy is closest to me in this jam packed elevator and I say, do you have a ship? Uh, yes. Uh, is it on the eastern side of the tower? Obviously. Then as soon as we get out of this watch of this elevator, we need to get there as soon as we can and get the hell out of here. Agreed, says Commander Vermin. Of course, I'll need who, to send a message. Who the hell are you? Uh, Commander Vermin, uh, do you have any coffee? He says. What? Why actually, would I have coffee? I, I, I say, don't... shut up. You're part of my crew now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the uh, commander uh, uh, here, he says, trying to draw himself captain. up in his bathrobe. What, yeah, what are we doing? Are we jumping? Here. We're doing whatever we can to get out of here as quickly as possible. If that means jumping, then it might mean jumping. Um, we can see some things, right? I'd like to look for our boat. Yes, you do not see your boat. Uh, it was supposed to be docked until you sent a message out uh, behind a series of two cleverly concealed rocks. It is not there. You cannot see it from the elevator. So hopefully it's made it through uh, the passage underneath the Western Watchtower. Okay. Um, I'm also looking for our boat and not seeing it. I uh, mutter to... Ishmael, and if anyone else is close to me, I guess to them too, I, I say, gotta use the artsy boys' ship. Fuck me. All right, let's do it. Blueberry says, it's a tough ride, but I think we'll get through there, sir, and pats you on the shoulder. Uh, I look at the little floor counter. How close are we to the top? 48, 49, 50. It dings and you all collapse out of the elevator uh, onto the very top of the Western Watchtower. And you can see the fog to the left of you and open ocean to the right. But here he is, stuck in the middle with you. And at the very top, you see Mondo Stones smiling, looking at the group of you. And to his right, you can see Sunny. And Mondo Stone says... You're not getting out of here alive. Ah, crap. You're not either, unless we go right now. I hit all the buttons on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun? Yeah. Great. Couldn't resist. Just to slow him from getting to the bottom. Uh, 
Mondo stones uh, smiles and says, oh, we are getting out of here. We have a ship. Well, we have two ships that we are happy to uh, be sailing away on with the start of our very own fleet. The rest of you, the rest of you, I think, are due for an extended stay at the Western Watchtower. Look, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but there's not a lot of time for an extended stay. Uh, that's the point, Flaxen. He was he was threatening to kill us. Yeah, in the, in the fog. Uh, Blueberry looks over at you and says, "Yeah, he was threatening to kill you, idiot." All right, I got it. It was it was supposed to be comedic, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, we can't stay here. There's a fog coming. <laughs> Commander Vermin turns over towards you and says, Fog, we get that all the time. And uh, uh, Mondo Stones roars and says, Shut up, the lot of you. Artsy boys, stand down. And uh, with his presence in their presence, the Artsy boys back away from you, Avalyn. I they grab Blueberry. They don't move. Oh, okay, you grab Blueberry. Great. They don't move over towards Mondo Stones. I, I take the tote bags of books from you. Oh, good. Very. Th- that's that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I assume I dropped them when I grabbed Blueberry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those are very um, important. <laughs> uh, and um, and sort of holding him like by the back of his neck, um, I say, look. Either we're all getting out of here, or none of us are. Mondo Stone stares you in the eyes and coughs, and the camera turns to the right. And Mondo Stone says, well, I guess we both have some leverage. And standing to his right, you see a terrified Rhythm Right child. Oh. Oh. Alligator girl with a paint on her overalls and a knife at Rhythm's neck and says, Of course I was a part of the Artsy Boys. Ah, oh, damn it. Stowaway. We just got served a real hog's dinner. <laughs> 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 <laughs>